0: الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الذين قالوا ربنا الله ثم استقاموا تتنزل عليهم الملائكة ألا تخافوا ولا تحزنوا وأبشروا بالجنة التي كنتم توعدون نحن أولياؤكم في الحياة الدنيا وفي الآخرة ولكم فيها ما تشتهي انفسكم ولكم فيها ما تدعون نُزُلًا من غفور الرحيم وقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ان الدين بدا غريبا وسيعود كما بدا فطوبى للغرباء وهم الذين يصلحون ما افسد الناس من بعد من سنتي او كما قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم Sadakallahu <laughs> Ladim was <laughs> Sadakarasulu Nabil Karim, one Ahno Allah, the Alicamina Shahidina was Shakirin. Well, Hamdulilla, Hirobin Alameen. Ya Rubbi Sully was Sulimda, Iman Abada, Allah Habibi Kahiril Khalki Kulihimi. My dear brothers,
1: there was one king, and with him always a servant. And this particular servant had one very strange habit That whenever anything happened to him or the king He used to say, Fihi that there is goodness in it And this king had one habit, he liked to go hunting So on one occasion in the old days when the guns they would fill it with gunpowder, As the king was loading the gun, his finger got blown off so as per the habit of the servant, he said, Fihi khair, there is goodness in that. So the king became extremely upset and he had this khadim and servant of his throne in jail. So when he threw him in jail, he said, there is goodness in this also. So a few months later when the king's finger recovered, so he went again on his hunting trip, And while he was hunting uh, in, the, in the jungle or in the bush, He got separated from the hunting party and he got lost in the bush. So a group of cannibals who eat humans, they found the king and they got hold of him. And now they took him back to camp, they tied him around the pole. So before they would eat a human being, they would do some tribal dance around him. But they had one strange strange habit, they would only eat a perfect human being. So when they saw the king with one finger short, they let him go. So at that time he remembered the words of his servant, Khadim, who said, there's goodness in this. So he got back and he immediately released his Khadim from jail. He said, forgive me, I made a mistake. So the Khadim, the servant said, there's goodness in that also. So He said, everything you say, goodness, how is it? So he said, king, I was always with you. So if they caught you, they would have caught me. And because you had one finger short, they would have seen me and eaten me alive, you know. So there's goodness in that, Allah's system. So really, my dear brothers, (coughs) today everybody's got some problem in life. You know, whether it's in the home, marital stress, financial strain, business is not as it used to be in the past. In our communities, there's stress, there's tension. In every sphere, in every dimension, there's some type of tension and stress. So I'm going to teach you one beautiful dua also today. I'll repeat it a few times. But the main thing, brothers, is That a person has to understand That every condition that comes to me To our country, community This is directly from Allah From the decision of Allah See brothers Rasulullah saw a dream Himself and Sahaba making tawaf of Baytullah. This was in the sixth year of Hijrah And many years had passed They had not set their eyes on Baytullah. So, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam related the dream to Sahaba. Sahaba said, "This is a direct sign from Allah. We should go for Umrah." So they got ready. They took their basic weapons with them to protect them on the road, and they got ready, plus minus 1,400 Sahaba, to go for Umrah only. Well-known incident. So, and they reached a place called Hudaybiyah. The people of Makkah sent a delegation to say, "Look, you are not allowed to enter. We can ne- we never allow you to enter Makkah." And especially peacefully, so Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and Sahaba engaging in some type of communication with them, discussions. Eventually, it was decided that the Sahaba and Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam would return. He will come back the next year only for three days, and many other conditions were written down that were totally against the Muslims and Islam. So Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi accepted this, treat- this treaty. Hmm. So when it was being written down, Ali radiyallahu was a scribe. He wrote Bismillahir rahman rahmanir rahim So at that time, the kuffar delegation said, "This is our problem. Rahman and Rahim, we don't know Allah. We know, but who is Rahman who is Rahim? Remove Rahman and Rahim." So Ali radiyallahu at the instruction of Nabi Sallallahu sallam erased Rahman and Rahim. Then he wrote Mim Muhammad Rasulillah. So he said, "This is our problem. We don't accept. Muhammad is the Rasul of Allah. Erase that." So Ali said, this I can't do. So Nabi what with his own fingers erased Rasulullah. He said, write Muhammad bin Abdullah. So at that time, Umar radiyallahu, He could not perhaps fully understand that why was Rasulullah s.a.w. Wa meeting into the demands of the mushrikeen. So he went up to Nabi s.a.w. He said, "Alasna al al I will mean, not on truth and his people and on falsehood. Why are you giving into the demands? So Nabi, and did you not promise us that we'll make tawaf of baytullah? So Nabi alayhi salam said, this is directly divine from Allah. Allah wants this. And did I tell you we'll make tawaf this year? I didn't say this year. So he went to Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu. He said, I will not on truth and discipline on falsehood. So he gave the same answer. He said, this is a direct divine decree of Allah. And did Nabi alayhi salam promise us that we'll make tawaf this year? He didn't do that. Umar anhu later said for my outward objection towards Rasulullah, sallam, I freed many slaves and made a lot of gave a lot of sadaqah and a lot of amal to compensate for my outward objection. Nevertheless, Rasulullah told Sahaba we have to return. So the person who came to write the treaty, his name was Safwan on behalf of the mushrikeen. Many years later, Abu Bakr radiyallahu was asked that what, is, what was your opinion regarding the Treaty of Hudaybiyah, when at that time everything was against the Muslims and against Islam. So he said, I remember that time when Safwan was not ready to write, even Rahman and Rahim was not ready to even write Rasulullah. He said, many years later on the occasion of Hajj, when Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's head, hair was being shaved, I, I can still picture clearly the scene when the same person was taking the hair of Nabi alayhi, kissing it and placing it over his eyes. So Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi returned with Sahaba, Allah revealed surah fatah, inna fatahna laka fatham mubina. That oh Muslims, we have granted you a great open victory. <coughs> great open victory. Sahaba say, how could we understand this? With on one hand it was a totally outward defeat for us, not even allowed to see Baytullah. And Allah called it an open victory. So, Many times, my dear brothers, you dislike something, but Allah has decreed goodness in it for you. See, I had a friend of mine, so in his, in his town, one elderly man met up in an accident. So it was a, a severe accident. And because of that, they had to put some steel plates in the, in the man's head. So naturally after five or six weeks when he got discharged from hospital, so the brothers of the masjid went to meet him. So he said, why did this happen to me? What did I do wrong? Why did this come upon me? So they told him, this is the decision of Allah, be happy with it. So the person, the elderly man narrates himself, he says, two years later, there was a robbery in my shop. So the robber had the gun and at that time I was refusing, so he pulled the trigger. And the bullet hit me in my forehead. But because of the steel plates, the bullet ricocheted. So these fellows thought that I got some muti or me or some jannaz, they ran out of the shop. So he said it took me two years to realise the hikmat of Allah bringing that severe accident upon me. Actually it was meant to save my life. See brothers. Many times somebody close to us we lose in our family. Husband loses a wife Father loses his son There's all the hopes Aspiration on the boy Or you lose your partner in life You lose your parents Sometimes we can't understand Why does this happen? You know, sometimes there's an accident Takes place Five, six people pass away in accident One small baby survives Everybody else passed away One young baby survives First question you'll ask What's going to happen to the child? Who look after the child? So say on one occasion The angel of death was asked Malaika free from feeling, but what was one very difficult moment for you? You know, to take the life. So he said there was a shipwreck, mother and baby only survivors. So I was given the instruction, take the life of the mother in the middle of the ocean. Obviously fulfilling the command, he took the life. Then he said there was an instruction given me to take the life of one tyrant king in one place. Extremely tyrant king. This was a moment of joy and happiness to so take him off the surface of the earth. It's was told to him that that young baby that was left in the water all alone became the tyrant king. So brothers, many times you won't understand why certain things happen in our lives. Why some challenges come upon us. But Allah in His hikmat knows why it happens. And sometimes you want something. You want something dearly, badly. You want something in your life. But actually it's not good for you. Ya Allah, open up my rozi. Open up my business, some the business avenues for me. But Allah has decided in, in, in His hikmat and wisdom, perhaps this will take you further away from Allah. So Allah keeps it away from you. So I mentioned to you, I'll teach you one beautiful dua that will grant you peace and solace. That in whatever condition I am, I should be happy with Allah's decision. See, one is we learn in madrasa, وَالْقَدْرِ wa in Allah. That whatever good condition, adverse condition comes my way, this is from Allah. So one is I say, I accept taqdeer. We all, as, as, as Muslims, we say, I accept this is taqdeer. But to go one stage higher, brothers, that is to be happy with this taqdeer that Allah has decided for me. So, Nabi salam used to read this dua. Allahumma inni as'aluka rida bil qada. Allahumma inni as'aluka rida bil qada. Oh Allah, make me happy with whatever condition you have decreed for me. So, one is we know, we say, this is taqdeer. Allah decided it. But one level higher is now to be happy with this decree of Allah. And really brothers, this is an, a sweet, beautiful prescription to give your heart peace and solace. You know, we know what's going on in our country. The holes are getting bigger. The robots are taking longer to pass. And if we start discussing these things, then sometimes it causes a, one to go into a state of depression And there's so much of difficulties around us. The homes are on fire, marital problems, financial strain. Everybody's got some type of tension, some type of stress in his life. Perhaps with the kids, with the children, schooling challenges, madrasa in our communities are becoming divided. And there's so many challenges. Sometimes we ask, how come all of this is happening? Really, brothers, Allah in His hikmat, obviously we have to work to better the situation. And that will only happen when we create our link with Allah. There is no other solution. But beyond that, brothers, is to be happy with Allah's decision. And convince the heart that this is directly a decree of Allah and I should be happy with this. Hmm. And in every decision that Allah has decreed for us, there is hikmah, there is wisdom, there is goodness for us. Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wa explained in the mafhum of a hadith, many times a person makes dua and is asking dearly for something. And Allah withholds that from him. Sometimes people say, Ya Allah, why are you not accepting my du'as? So what have I done? But Allah in His wisdom knows that at this moment, this is not good for you. It's not good for you to get a million rand. Why it might take you so far away from Allah? "O oh, Ghinan Nabi ﷺ said. That's such wealth that makes you rebellious of Allah's commands. And sometimes poverty is good for a man. Sometimes not. Oh, munsiyan," That sometimes poverty makes a man totally oblivious of Allah. And he forgets Allah. So Allah saves him from poverty and gives him wealth. But this is in the hikmat and in the wisdom of Allah. Allah knows why this is happening. So Allah, inni al-Rida bil-Qada. Allah, what you have decreed for us, what you have decreed for us as an ummah in this country, or what you have decreed for me as a family, or for myself as an individual, that Allah, I am happy with your decision. And I accept wholeheartedly this decision of yours. And really when you do this, brothers, if you, you read this du'a, contemplate over it, and be resolute and assigned to what Allah has decreed for us, then many of our questions will be answered. That why this is happening? How come? Why? How? But? When? If? And Rasulullah sallallahu wa said, inna That the words why, but, if will open up the doors of shaitan. We can't understand. And we see the whole life of Rasulullah sallallahu wa sallam, my dear brothers, if there was one thing that you'll pick up from Sirah. Is that every point Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa showed optimism, optimistic. He was never negative in life. Even on the most difficult occasions, Nabi alayhi took out some positive point from that and turned sahaba's attention to turning that situation into something positive. So really, my dear brothers, there is no room for us as Muslims to lose hope in Allah's mercy. لا من رحمة الله don't lose hope in the mercy of Allah. Allah was doing for us in the past. Allah is looking after, after us presently. And Allah will continue seeing to us in the future also, brothers. So at no point as Muslims, my dear brothers, should we ever lose hope in Allah's mercy. Even if it is a, such a grinding period in your life and you're going to the most difficult challenge in your life. See, I went to visit one person. So as I walked up the steps to his flat, he had a, he had a small frame there. And I'll never forget the saying. And i share it with you, something beautiful. So on the frame was written, Don't tell Allah how big your problems are. Don't tell Allah how big your problems are. Rather tell your problems how big Allah is. Huh? You see, this is our problem brothers. Tell your problems how big Allah is. If it seems you have a whole mountain of difficulties and challenges in front of you, then we study the life of Nabi A.S. And at every point of his life, Allah had brought us such a test of, upon him, test upon test. At every moment, after Nabu, Nabi A.S. made every moment a moment of positivity. Being optimistic, being positive and taking some good point out of that, my dear brothers. So I share with you these two messages and advices. One is, like I said, that be happy with the decision of Allah. Whatever Allah has decreed, Allah, I am happy with this. I understand this is from Allah. وَالْقَدْرِ wa-sharrihi min Allah. Good conditions, adverse conditions, whatever comes my way, I understand it is from Allah. But Allah go one stage high, now I am happy with it. If this is what is meant for me, then I am happy with this decision. اللَّهُمَّ إِنِّي أَسْأَلُكَ الرِّضَى بِالْقَضَى And secondly, dear brothers, really, see, if you speak about all the negative things, I, and I, I shared this advice with many people, I said, block yourself, for, I'm not going to say switch your phones off because that's something impossible, but block yourself for a week from all the news groups, the crime reports in your area, the CPF groups, News24, just for one week, try it out. For one week, don't read the news, don't listen to the news. And see how much better you'll feel. When you wake up in the morning read some positive message, some hadith, some tafsir of some ayat, just block yourself for a week, try it out, for one week from any news report. And see how good you'll feel. You'll wake up with a different feel. Your day will be different. If you're naturally reading all the crime reports, and then you walk out of the masjid, you'll feel you're going to get mugged on the streets. Because why are you reading all of that? But if you block yourself from all of that, just for a few days, see how much better you'll feel, brothers. So, really brothers, we have, there is no place for us to lose hope in Allah's mercy. Allah is Rahman, Rahim. Allah is looking after us in the past and Allah will continue doing so, my dear brothers. Allah in His hikmat knows why these things are happening all around us and in the world. And the world will have to go through its different phases. This is the natural order in the system of Allah. The world will have to go through these different phases. But really, I plead with you, my dear brothers. At no point as Muslims and as the ummah should we ever lose hope in the mercy of Allah. Yaqub alayhi salam, the sons were going to Qahira, Cairo to get some grain. It was the season of the drought. And Yusuf alayhi salam had been missing for many years. As a young boy, he was thrown in the well, etc. Decades had passed. And Yaqub alayhi salam told his sons, he said, When you go to the capital, then see if you can find my Yusuf. So the son said, Papa, Yusuf is gone. Forget about him. How many years have passed? Are you still remembering Yusuf? So Yaqub al-Islam said something beautiful. He said, "La Don't ever lose hope in the mercy of Allah. Only a kafir will lose hope in Allah's mercy. And what was the eventual conclusion of that, my dear brothers? The whole family got united. Yusuf Alayhi Salam, with his brothers. Uh, he forgave them. Which is an amazing quality also of Ambi Alayhi Salam, Rasulullah Sallallahu The quality of forgiveness. No time to go into that, but it's a different topic. And eventually, Allah brought the family and united them, my dear brothers. So really, there's no place for us as, mercy, as Muslims, as believers, to ever lose hope in the mercy of Allah. And try it out, brothers. Sometimes when you feel so depressed, and so tense, and you've got all the stress and tension of the world hanging on your shoulders, and turn to two rakat salat, raise your hands, not in dua, but raise your hands in the conversation with Allah, and speak to Allah. Say, Allah, I've got this difficulty in my life, and this challenge, and you know why it has come. got some marital problem, having some difficulty with my kids, my business is not working out, and have a conversation and speak to Allah. Your problem might not get solved immediately. But just that communication and, and putting yourself in front of Allah will grant you peace and solace. That's what is required to remove that tension and stress from your heart. So Allah bless us with this, my dear brothers. That beautiful dua, read it also, contemplate over it. Allahumma oh inni as'aluka ar bil Allah, whatever you've decreed for me, I'm happy with this decision. And I submit myself to this decision of yours. And like I said, one is we accept taqdeer, but when you are happy with your taqdeer, then Allah will bless your heart with a great amount of peace, solace and happiness. Allah Ta'ala make our lives easy inshallah. Allah grant us all a life of afiyat. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam used to make this, wa Allahumma inni as'aluka dawam al afiyat. Allah grant me perpetual afiyet. Wa tamam al afiyat. Grant me complete afiyat. Wa ala al afiyat. And grant me the tawfiq maybe this perhaps I, I said to somebody I said did we ever one day thank Allah for electricity we thanked Allah for water for food did we ever one day thank Allah for electricity maybe because we never appreciated electricity now it's taken away from us so he said وَشُكْرَ al الْعَافِيَةِ a life of afiyat was given to us Nabi al salam said make shukr and thank Allah for that afiyat so what we have now maybe the load churning is two hours four hours if we complain, it might get worse. But if you make shukar, there are so many countries in the world where they have two hours or four hours of electricity only. Perhaps if we make shukar and start being thankful to Allah, then Allah will restore the grid again and we'll have complete electricity. Allah Ta'ala grant, us. Wa